Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 47 of the Make Music Income podcast. My name is Steve. I'm here with Eric, as always. And uh, today we are going to be talking about the dark, mysterious art of mastering. Uh, and don't worry, this is not going to be uh, a super technical, nerdy uh, discussion about the subject. If you want that, there's plenty of videos on YouTube that really get into the weeds of it all. Yeah. But uh, what we want to talk about today is just our own simple approach to it, uh, what mastering means to us, and specifically how it relates to the music that we write for libraries and licensing opportunities. Um, and yeah, we're going to discuss some of the, the different approaches that we take uh, for various clients, some things to be aware of. Uh, and of course, um, we'll discuss the uh, the software tools that we use to get the job done. Um, so that's what we're going to get into today. But before we do that, as always, uh, Eric, the floor is yours. How has your week been? Why, thank you. Uh, it's been good until a tropical storm decided to roll in. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> and... Uh, but it's 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 passing as we speak. It's passed as we speak. Where it's now headed over into the Gulf. And uh, thank goodness, my school was closed last night that I teach at. They closed it in in an abundance of caution, as we say here in Florida. And uh, but now it is open tonight, so I'll be leaving here as soon as we're done to go teach hungry minds. Um, but a shocking development happened shocking. this week. While I was here, and some yesterday, when I since I had kind of the whole day yesterday, but since last weekend, since last time we talked, I have been, I have been recording and finishing music. Yeah, you made uh, you shocking. actually made some time to write some music. I actually made music. No, I I, I literally <laughs> went through. I think it was Saturday, and I went through, and there was at least. 15 or 17 songs that I had just ready to go. I told you that I had these. And so mm -hmm. um, yesterday I finished, a, a, I decided to do this one piano arrangement of, of, a, of a Christmas hymn. And I don't see anybody else with this arrangement on, on motion array. See, that's, uh, that's the, this, this that's song. the ticket. You gotta, you gotta find out, you gotta find those gaps on the, on the library and that's where you make money. It's a little, it's a little of a of an outlier Christmas song, but uh, it's known. I mean, when you hear the melody, you you know what it is. But right. um, still, uh, I did that yesterday. Came up with my own little version. I even added, I did something dangerous. I kind of very made a little variation in 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 middle of it, you know, and added a piece. Some people, some purists, may be like, "Bah, humbug!" <laughs> I will not, I will not, I will not agree with this this. The, the Christmas I, I purists will be <laughs> very upset. English, and you'd have to be an English, uh, an old English Christmas purist to really, really get mad. Okay. Um, I also finished and went ahead and 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 printed out that uh, orchestral upbeat pop thing that I was working on. I sent you a copy of it just to get your thoughts, and uh, that's out. They're all waiting to be. Uh, uh, processed on pond five which they probably are already i just haven't got back to check did you send that one to motion array yeah i do pond five first because that helps me 
I go ahead and like I've said a million times, I use Pond5 as my like my organizing system. So my description, my mm. keywords, everything I put in there first. And then I use that to copy and paste over to Motion Array and over to Audio Jungle and then on and on. So, um, Song Trader and all the others that I put stuff up to. So right. um, I've got more. So I, I've been putting a lot more up to Song Trader lately, trying to uh, continue to ride that bet so that if this this year or next year, I get another big payout like I did a couple got a couple hundred bucks last last month. And I think I've made three or four hundred dollars this year on Song Trader. So I just got to continue to pile stuff in because I haven't put anything in since the beginning of this year in there just because I was I was experimenting with other things and and uh, I wasn't sure if Song Trader was going to make me any money and it has so I want to uh, put I've got dozens of songs to go in there if not a hundred but uh, let's see what else uh, I'm getting ready to do more Piano Christmas I've got um, a, a Piano Christmas album or I'm kind of doing a waterfall release strategy starting as soon as I can get to it of putting some of these singles up to DistroKid, including this one I did today. But then I have another one that I did last year that I haven't put up there yet, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to start releasing every week until until like, until like the 1st of December, and then I'm going to release the whole thing and just release the whole Christmas album. Nice. So I, I really got to stay on that. Um, I've... I've still got 15, I just looked, I have 15 or 16 songs still that are just sitting there ready to be finished and, and put out. So just got to try to get to all those. And then um, my career, uh, I did a, a video yesterday called Career for Compose Careers for Composers on the uh, Hello Composers site. We had a good time to listen to some music. And um, yeah, the music also, was sounding really good. Yeah, yeah, you popped in for a minute. We do a little bit of, uh, I do also do a little lesson at the beginning of that, and I'll probably cut that out. As a matter of fact, I think yeah. this lesson's going to probably turn into a little ebook because it's kind of perfect for for that. Um, so I might I might just do an ebook, um, kind of a free ebook for Hello Composers, which are great for building, you know, your mailing list and stuff. But uh, speaking of ebooks, I have uh, my new Sync ebook is coming along. Um, and I've, I, I've got some more written on that, and that's moving towards publication. And I've also got an update to the stock market ebook that I'm working on just to fix a few links that are different now and put some different information that I've learned since since the last time I put it out. Um, I had two rejections at Crucial, oh, no. which means new slots are open. Uh, and, and also, I just got two covers in their library uh, in the past month. So... You know that's a that's a slow game at Crucial because you only have a few slots because they're such careful cre uh, curators. Yeah, but I kind of like that. <clears throat> I kind of like the fact that they don't just let every hoo ha send in you know five hundred songs. Yeah, you really have to go in there and they have to accept you. Now whether they're accepting my absolute best stuff or not, I don't. I I can't say, but they've accepted what they've accepted and and uh, I I and, and 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 you can see them pitching it, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I've got a video coming on them. I just emailed them and said, "Can I do a video about you guys um, and show behind the scenes of what goes on?" They said, "Well, yes, but let us see it first. <laughs> so uh, that'll that's that's coming up here in the next few weeks. Um, Fair disappointing. Enough. <laughs> I had a disappointing August payment from Identify. It wasn't uh, really. It, 
I kind of fell back to earth a little bit with, mm. I, and I, a few people said that, but mine was due to the video that I'd been writing for months uh, that had been giving me a hundred bucks or more kind of, it kind of tanked a little bit last month. So, or at least that in, remember we're, we're four months ahead of what it's actually doing and paying. So, so you got a statement for happened, August. I don't, I'm not sure if I got that. Yeah. Your number, all the numbers are up. You, I don't, you, they don't send you a statement. You have to go look. Yeah. No, I know, but somebody I, just, I, I feel like somebody, I, go ahead. Usually people will, will, um, somebody in discord will say August, August identify numbers are up. And so we'll all go look. So yours are up. You just oh, haven't got to look at it. Yet. Let me just, uh, I'll bring it up here before I do my see, weekly. See how you've done. <laughs> yeah. so you beat me. I think I only had 23 or 25 bucks or something like that. If yeah. I, if I remember right. And you were getting that. It's still, it's still going up for me. I got, uh, I got, uh, what do we got? A gross 70, 70 bucks. Uh, what's the, the net is 50, 50 bucks. Yeah. So that's the 50 highest bucks in August. Yeah. 50 bucks is that's the highest, uh, so far. That's not bad. It was the highest for me, I think in videos that it found, um, which is only 17 or 18. How many videos is it finding for you? Uh, let's see here for August. Uh, where is the the first part of it well it says total views oh total claim videos sorry 240 wow yeah and it's total, 240 videos for you yeah two uh total views 216,000. so that just goes to show you what uh what kind of uh uh <laughs> money to expect from content id for all the for all of those claim videos. i mean you know it, it went up exponentially like because july there was 50 claim videos and now there's 240 so it clearly there's something's wow. happening it's good that's great it's good news well and and also um and also some of those videos might be claim might be found mm. but they can't get any money from them because for whatever reason True. either they're already being monetized or they're ad based or they're yours already and you're already getting that money in wherever uh you 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 to your like i have a lot of stuff up there and it says copyright is claimed on this yes it's claimed by me um i'm the one getting paid from wherever it's collecting it sometimes it's, it's cd baby sometimes it's someplace else mm -hmm. all right um and then the last <clears throat> thing uh no I, that's it that's really it that's all i got uh that's, that's um i don't i hate to end on disappointing news but everything else is going going well it's it's a decent okay month for me on on motion array but for you you'd be you would be jumping out a window <laughs> the numbers I have on, well my on numbers motion right array. now motion array are nothing to brag about that's for sure i didn't send them any uh any music for november i probably won't until later this month i'm going to be late for the christmas stuff too it's uh that's just the way it is right now things are just crazy they're busy um and um yeah i don't know uh, lots going on um i joined song trust officially i, I paid the fee uh which is a hundred dollars to join song trust. i think i mentioned that briefly on the last podcast mm -hmm. um now i got it now i got another platform to upload all my stuff to well and the question is what does what does song trust collect is that mostly european dollars or dollars outside of your BMI or SOCAN money? Exactly. So publishing royalties outside of uh, of, of the local North American um, realm and then uh, also mechanicals uh, on streaming and stuff. So we nice. shall see how that, uh, that adds up. I'm sure there's a video coming down the pipe at some point um, about it. But uh, yeah, you know, hope like I'm betting that it's going to be more than a hundred dollars in in uh, royalty payouts. <laughs> At least I'm hoping so. In the long run, I mean, for for the fee, at least for the I first think, payment, 
I hope so. And then that would cover the fee to, to join up and that and then I would be happy. I've heard um, people talking about that their first song payment. It's like when I got my first one from um, Sound Exchange, it was big. If I'd had to yeah. pay hundred dollars, I wouldn't have been mad because I made a seven hundred on my first payment. But then after that, it was it's way down. Mm-hmm. But maybe it'll be like that with Song Trust. They'll find a bunch of stuff that's been sitting there waiting for you, and that'll hopefully I, yeah, I'll totally. be interested to out because if you do that, I might as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let, I'll let everyone know uh, how it goes. That's for sure. Um, what else is going on? I put a, a quick video out uh, yesterday about about Cubase, kind of. Well, it was about an orchestral hip hop track, and I, I wrote it in Cubase, and I, I finally got a track finished in there. I'm kind of getting my head, wrapping my head around it. Um, yeah, go watch the video if you want to see me kind of scramble around in Cubase. But uh, uh, I, I really enjoyed the reaction that I got in the comments, and I, actually, a lot of um, people sent wrote some really really helpful suggestions about things uh, and uh, and shortcuts and stuff that using cubase and, and there's a lot of people who are big fans of cubase out there um yeah. and, which is isn't surprising um at all and uh yeah you know it's just interesting to kind of uh, get perspective on on different things that different daws offer um <clears throat> it continues to be really interesting to me the more time i spend with it the more i like it um and yeah i'm, I'm eager to learn more about it so um that's been fun um and uh, yeah, I've been using a real studio space as, uh, lately. I my friend um, who who he's like a, he he rents this uh, he rents this studio space with like a bunch of other folks um, here in Vancouver, and um, he's away touring right now for like the rest of the month. So he gave uh, the space to me um, to use, and it's been incredibly helpful uh, because well for for many different reasons, but. Um, one thing that I'm working on is the is the is this monthly challenge um, for no, uh, for November in the Production Music Academy. Uh, it's a tough one. The challenge is to uh, write yeah. a complete track uh, with no VSTs whatsoever, um, just and no samples at all. So you, everything has to be recorded with uh, with a microphone. It has to be you know organic. You can use whatever okay. plugins you want, but um, you have to. It can be as when simple. When you say as, plugins, you mean like uh, you can use effects plugins. It, correct. Yeah, processing plugins like EQ and uh, you know, compression not, are totally fine. Just not instrument plugins. Yeah. No. No. Uh, yeah. No sample libraries uh, and no samples from Splice or anything like that. So that's that's the challenge this month. So it's going to be. Um, Did I miss see it? That can you can you can you sample something and use your own sample? Yes. That is one of the okay. things you can do. So, so you can load, yeah, your samples into uh, into like a whatever you know a native sampler is comes with your DAW, um, and and you can get creative with, with in that way. But you have to record it. That's that's the the whole this point. Is, it, so, it really kind of stoked the uh, desire I have to to uh, tune my. I mean, uh, to to sample my piano, my acoustic piano. In there, yeah, my, you should piano. Totally. Now, I would have to tune it first or not, you know, maybe just having it in its native form, which is a lot of times mostly out of, a little out of tune uh, and, and just sample it and then play something. In it. I don't know. That'd be interesting. I sampled the piano uh, at the at the same studio space that I'm using. And it's man, it's it's tough to, to, to get it right. It's actually quite difficult yeah. to make like a proper sample um, instrument. Um, it's, it's 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 really Plus crazy. With piano, you have to do so many velocity levels. 
yeah and all that you don't have to i mean you can get you can do it on one velocity yeah, level if you want but uh um i kept it simple and did just one velocity for the whole thing otherwise it would have taken me forever um but yeah it was fun i i still use that instrument actually that i made um in some of my lo-fi tracks it actually turned out pretty well um but yeah, anyway, that's that's the challenge for this month, and I'm really excited about it, and it's good timing with the studio space. I'm using it for other things, too. Um, right now, uh, Artlist has got me working on um, three uh, love songs. <laughs> so <laughs> they they want like uh, sort of like singer-songwriter-y, songwriter uh, like folky, like love uh, songs, and um, that's, the, that's the project for this month, and it's actually, it's 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 difficult for me because I'm not a lyricist. Like, you know, I'm not a wordsmith and, and it takes me a while to like get all the, the, that's the hard part is like getting the words and the, and the, and the, like the, all that together, like the music part of it and the playing the guitar and arranging it, it's like, that's fairly straightforward, but yeah. uh, it takes me a while with the words <laughs> anyway. Um, Otherwise, uh, yeah, getting excited about Black Friday. I've got a little wish list. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. We're going to, yeah, I'm going to go crazy. This black Friday. native instruments is already, sending me emails oh yeah and, yeah and I, I haven't even and here's the deal all i gotta do is pay 200 dollars, and i'll get i can move up to to native instruments 14 right just for my upgrade right and i get and just because of just with that i get um uh, something i've wanted for a long time which is oxygen st- uh, standard right yeah I, what is I, that I, isotope uh, oh uh, oh no. isotope um it's not, it's not oxygen what's it, it called isotone um uh, which ozone, ozone, yes, yeah. ozone yeah. standard comes with the okay. new uh, Native Instruments uh, Complete fourteen, and by upgrading, I get that, which is by itself one ninety nine. And right. right now, if I could just come up with that one ninety nine, which I can't, uh, I, I could I could upgrade to that. But then I look back at all the sounds that I've never explored already in Native Instruments uh, Complete that I have. <laughs> yeah, uh, just going through them is is just such a. I mean, it's not a chore with this keyboard over here because of the of the way you can find sounds on it. It's, it makes it easy. But gosh, so I, many things. There, there's so many things. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's funny how many like early emails i'm getting about black friday maybe I'm, we I'm, should do a, a show on that about maybe next uh, maybe the next few do a show on as, as it because we'll be hitting like in two weeks or whenever we'll be right around that black friday time and you know say hey what what are what's our black friday wish list or something like that yeah well next yeah it's the 25th right so yeah we don't have it's much not time just black left. friday it's like the whole like i know yeah, the whole month, and then I mean, like you then you get Cyber Monday, and then into into Christmas time. So there'll be lots of specials. Yeah. It's the time. Oh, yeah. It's the time to pick up those deals, and then I'm it I'm really definitely is. yeah I'm definitely going to take advantage of some of them. I, I'm not going to upgrade my my uh, my complete, uh, but I would consider upgrading the Ozone to Ozone Ten. Um, yeah, yeah. Dave Dave Croft was telling me that uh, the some of the the mastering upgrades they've done are, are really really great. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of Black Friday, I'm about to do my own promotional uh, push here for the Academy. For anyone listening who's interested in joining, there is going to be a significant discount on membership uh, coming up, uh, which will be, yeah, for starting on Black Friday until uh, after Cyber Monday. And then so Tuesday, it's closing down. So it'll be like four days there um, where the uh, membership is going to be on a on a big old discount. So get in on that if you're interested in joining up. I'd love to have you in the in the community and um yeah i think that's about it for me for uh for the weekly recap so um should we get into this 
Sure. Speaking of ozone. Yeah. Speaking of ozone. Mastering. Um, <clears throat> so let me, let, let's just start this off saying what is like, what is mastering to me? Uh, what I, what I think of it is, is like, I think people tend to, to, to get, feel like really intimidated about it and maybe like overthink the whole thing. But, um, I mean, essentially all it is to me is just kind of like putting the final touches on a track so that, you know, the end result is like a polished and really, you know, clean, uh, and solid mix that's sort of optimized for, uh, playback across different, uh, different systems, different formats. Um, the, the process for me is essentially, it's really simple. I, I, it's just volume adjustment, um, using a limiter, which will also, you know, prevent any clipping, um, and uh, some, uh, some basic stereo enhancement using like a bit of like mid-side EQ adjustment. And that's, that's essentially what it boils down to for me. Um, someone in, in the, in the discord, I think, uh, wrote an interesting comment to me, uh, like a little while back asking me whether I, um, I did my mastering like within the actual session, um, that I, that I work in, uh, as opposed to like bouncing the stems out from my, from my session and then like importing them into a totally new session and then just doing a mastering uh, session specifically, uh, for those stems. And yeah, the, and the answer is just like, yeah, I just keep it simple. I do, I do all my mastering like within the actual session that I'm working in. Uh, that to me, uh, is just the fastest and least painful, uh, path towards getting a, a track ready for the marketplace. Um, and I do know in fairness, a lot of people who do, uh, do it the other way, they bounce their stems and then they like import it into like a, into like a, a different session. Uh, that's like a, a specific mastering template. Nothing wrong with that yeah. at all. Um, no, that's but... totally cool. Um, for me, I just, I, I just try to, you know, eliminate all the obstacles that are going to take up my time um that would be one of them um I, I, and i get away with my mixes sounding fairly uh you know fairly good and within just the session itself i don't load a lot of plugins it's basically on my stereo out it's usually just uh um some some like an ssl bus compressor and and my ozone and we'll talk a bit about uh ozone in a bit but yeah i don't know what do you think about that yeah, I, I agree. Um, if we're just talking about process, I um, I, I keep a, um, a L2 Ultra Maximizer on my bus at all times. When I call up my initial template, my initial template on Logic is a empty software instrument and an empty audio track, two tracks. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then I have a few uh, uh, verb sends that I use all the time, like a small and a big. And then I keep L two, and L two is already on the on the master bus, yeah. and um, it's on there now. I'm, you're hearing it now. I call it initial L two. It's like nothing. It, it it's just like minus point two, and then minus point seven on. The, it's not doing anything except preventing any clipping. You yeah, know, right, right? Sure. So I um I will I've since I've started uh, producing, uh, and this goes back to probably the early 2000s, maybe the late 90s, um, I was introduced to some Waves plugins. And Waves plugins have been around a long time. Yeah, they They're the OG of, of, of plugins that you buy and stuff like that. And so um, I, um, I have been working with Waves plugins this whole time. And, and it's not that I don't think there are any other plugins, but it's just the thing that worked for me. And when something works for me, I don't often depart from it. I mean, it it takes a lot for me to change. It's 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 like that's why it's so shocking to me that you can just 
pick up and leave logic just like it's a it's a you know a, 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 an old an old sweater you're done with or something you know it's just it's shocking to me but anyway totally. uh moving along with that um <laughs> i know i know you're not leaving logic completely but um <laughs> but these waves plugins have worked so well for me through the years and so uh i am uh, i am still using them and I, I want to show the exact one i do am i able to do that now so what I do initially, and let me just show you what that looks like. I'm just going to share my screen here, and um, I'm going to, I don't need to share the sound or anything. So I'm just going to share my Logic screen with you real quick. So uh, here is Logic, and um, hopefully you're not seeing that. You're just seeing the main thing that I'm talking here. But over here, you'll see um, There's my your L2. L2. Yeah. And it's it's on right now, and it's just a... It's just a maximizer. I'm not using it for any. Is does the window pop up? Yep. So you see the window, mm -hmm. um, and I, you can see my settings on it. Just and this is on for every song I create. I have this this window on, mm -hmm. uh, or this this effect on on the master bus. And this is doing nothing except making sure I don't clip if I get too loud, which I usually don't because. Uh, we could talk about gain staging and all that kind of stuff all day long, but I start pretty quiet with things. I don't, I don't let anything get too loud. Yeah. Um, I'm not a slammer. And if I am going to slam it, I'll slam it later or something like that. I have I found this package and actually my, my engineer suggested this package to me years ago. If he says, if you want to do some easy mastering and if you just want to know how to master, then I would suggest this and let me make sure I'm on the right tab here. Um, he suggested this. You sing waves? Yep. Um, it's called the uh, Waves Masters Package. It's actually, speaking of Black Friday, it's the early Black Friday deal is on right now for $69. Is, it, <laughs> is, that, now, a, is that marking down from $549? Yes, but <laughs> if you've listened to Dave Cross' video, yeah. you'll know that what that means what that means is it's not really marked down it's marked down for now it's it's these drastic reductions in price for a, a three these are this is basically just three different uh plugins and i only use two of them yeah but, for, for those um, who, those of you who are not watching on youtube it's uh it's the l2 ultra maximizer from all from waves linear phase mm -hmm. eq and the linear phase multiband compressor, all for sixty nine dollars uh, on for yeah. Black Friday. And to be honest, I use only the linear phase multiband compressor. I use that first, mm -hmm. and I'll call that up here, and you should be able to see what that looks like. And that's just basically a, a really easy way to control all the bands, the the, the main five bands of your stuff and it tells you down here what it kind of reads it for you it's very much like ozone where it reads it and tells you what would they suggest that you set it at mm -hmm. and all i know is that i set it at what it tells me and it always comes out sounding good everybody asks me how does do you how do you master this how did you get so great lows and great highs and sometimes i do nothing sometimes it says do nothing to the signal mm -hmm. sometimes it or to the band sometimes it tells me to do something to the band mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff so I, I use that a lot um i really don't use the uh, linear phase uh one but and, and then i use l2 now there's now l3 there right. might be l4 there's also l1 
But you know this with the waves thing. Um, every couple of years or every time I change my operating system, I have to buy waves again. I ha I don't have to buy it for five hundred dollars. Yes, but yeah. I might have to buy, buy it for a hundred or two hundred dollars or whatever they tell me the 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 re up price is. And at that time, it's not super discounted. It's whatever it is. Not cool. You know? I'm gonna uh, yeah. say that that is just straight up not cool. And that's a well, that's a good reason right there not to buy any wave stuff. I mean, well, I don't know. It's never too much. And and the fact that I could go two or three years on $69 is also or something to be said about that. The, pri the price is, of, is very reasonable. Yeah. If I get 69 bucks for these two things and I and I don't have to re-up that for years because I never upgrade serious my, my computer seriously, then it's not that bad. But if you do an upgrade and, and you have to, and then they quit working and you have to get a new version. So that, that's what I use. So let me describe how I use them, basically. Basically, how I use them is to, um, is to first of all, control all the bands of, of the EQ mm -hmm. and, and just make sure that my bases are solid. They don't need to, to come up more. And again, I've done most of the mixing before I turn this on. I don't start mixing when I turn these on. This is the last bit. Um, I tell my students, and right now with my students in Pro Tools, they're only allowed to put like a, uh, maxim or some kind of uh, some kind of limiter on their master bus very lightly, just so they don't have any um, distorting or any any um, uh, uh, crazy volumes or things like that. It's, it mm -hmm. helps them. But I tell them you need to mix as you go. You need to be. Uh, you can't wait till the mastering stage to get the mix right. The mix is where you get the mix right. But the mastering. But I will tell you, I do usually do my final final mix with all of those both of these on now um i don't think this is working oh yeah it is it's still loading for some reason maybe it has something to do with the fact that i am literally recording right now yeah it's probably so just it may CPU. not <clears throat> it may not let me uh change that so i'm not i'm just not going to fool with my sound right now yeah you know but, I, I i like what you're saying i mean the the, the mixing is uh, i try i actually don't mix um with any mastering plugins engaged except for sometimes i'll have my my uh, bus compressor uh engaged uh but even then i try to just do all the leveling and the eq and just make everything everything sound as uh, as good as it can possibly be uh before i apply um the ozone i definitely don't work ever with ozone engaged um mm -hmm. and it's really just to adjust the volume and get it up to a competitive level or wherever it needs to be for whoever, um, wherever it's going. Um, you know, it's usually like a negative 12 luffs or something like that's usually a target. Um, and it depends on where I'm sending it to. Um, but, uh, and we could talk about that in a second, but, but like, yeah, I mean, you know, I try to, to do all of the, the, the all of the, the, like the, the mixing and, and, and like the adjustments and then the, and the carving out of everything, that's all before I, I, I start thinking about the mastering. Mastering is just a final little icing uh, on the cake kind of situation, just for me, uh, for me, right at the end of the whole process. Absolutely. And it's not something that you are redoing the entire thing. People say, oh, um, I'll, I'll wait till I get done with this too you know, to mix and master like, or like mastering is part of mixing. Mixing is a separate process from mastering. And I think that needs to be understood by anyone who is wondering about mastering. Some people think mastering is like a second mixing session and it shouldn't be. You should be mastering either you're just adding mastering onto your finished mix. When you send stuff to a mastering engineer, 
Do you know what you sent him? You sent him a stereo file. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, there are some groups that maybe send him stems or something like that. But for the most part, I've always sent a stereo file. I said, this is the mix. I had it mixed by a professional mix engineer in Nashville. I don't want you to change it. I don't want a new sound. I want this sound. I mm-hmm. just want it nice and competitive. I want it to sound good on all speakers. Make sure the EQ is right. Make sure the bases are are, are solid. Make sure the highs aren't too high. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff is where you do what you do with mastering and Ozone and and these plugins I'm talking about here. They they do that for you or help you do that. Yeah, well, <clears throat> it's it's a good thing you brought up the mastering mastering engineer. Um, part of this discussion because <clears throat> I mean I think that you know it, it, most of uh, folks listening I, I, anyone who's doing uh, you know uh, either stock music or music licensing um, knows that it would be uh, you know it would be pretty crazy to go and hire uh, a max uh, a mastering engineer to work on your music for like I don't know whatever it is like 100 say it's, say you're throwing like 100 bucks a track um, uh you know, you don't know what the returns are going to be on that music. So it's it's so important to understand how to like master your tracks yourself to some extent. Um, but the cases in, you know, looking back on the, the in the instances where I've I've hired a mastering engineer um, have been for uh, when I have an entire record um, that Absolutely. needs uh, a mastering. And, you know, what ma- a big part of a mastering engineer's job uh, is not only to improve, you know, make some fine tuning uh, improvements on individual tracks, but also to work, uh, working towards like establishing a consistent listening experience across an entire uh, set of tracks for an album. And, that, and that's something that I think is is really helpful um, to have like a second set of ears uh, on 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 the music. So if I'm doing an album for my band, I generally don't master it. I send it to somebody else uh, who who knows a little bit better uh, than than I do. And I think that that's really beneficial. But uh, in terms of the music that I'm uploading to libraries, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't pony up for for every and, single and, track I'm doing. And until this current age, where we've been back in the single world, once streaming kind of came in, and in the past ten years since we've been back at the streaming world, no more making CDs as much or full mm-hmm. vinyl albums or whatever. And vinyl's a whole nother. <clears throat> that's that's talk. right. Yeah, but. Um, we're not we're not doing that we're not doing that you you've said something exactly right fine tuning adjustments he's doing fine tuning adjustments to every song and then making sure levels are consistent across all the songs of the album and and um and preparing the the time between each song is just is similar and that's right perfect yeah. between each one mm-hmm. that um you know when you when you turn it on you're not waiting five seconds for the song to start and all these kind of things that he is doing uh, with with this um, the mastering engineer, but you know I hate to say it. I mean I have a mastering engineer that I trust with all my mixes, and he's worked for me for twenty five years. But I I haven't been able to really send much to him. I sent my jazz album to him <clears throat> when I released a full album because I wanted that sound. I wanted him to master it. Yeah. But other than that, um, I'm not unless a client requests a separate mas- mastering engineer. I rarely am in having something mastered because most engineers are just applying their own mastering these days yeah. because because singles don't have anything that we don't know what it's going to match up to. We don't know what the next song on the on the playlist that they're listening to on Spotify is going to be. <laughs> it could be super loud, super soft. So exactly. it, it it's not the same as it used to be. So mastering for all of us, 
think you just said it. It has to be a fine-tuning adjustment you do once you've mixed it the way you like it. Yeah. And then from there, you can, you know, you can uh, you can take it to the next level with a little bit of mastering, but not a huge next level. It's not like you're coming up here with your mix and you're coming up way up here with the master. And that's mm. how, look how different it is now. It should never be like that. Yeah. It should always be... Um, uh, you know, just a, a fine tuning and a, and a, and a, and a final a finalization. Basically. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, <clears throat> speaking of like the differences, the I take a slightly different approach as to how uh, how heavy handed I am with the mastering process, depending on where it's going, um, and also depending on on the genre and the style, of course. Um, yeah. but some, I, I should note that some, some of the libraries that I work with, well, specifically Artlist, uh, they do their own mastering. So I do, I, I have like a really light touch, um, to the, to the mastering, um, maybe just a bit of stereo enhancement, but I, I keep a lot of headroom for them before I send it to them because they do the final adjustments on it. Very similar to how like Spotify normalizes everything to like what negative 14 luffs or something like that. I think, um, you can crank your masters up to like, you know, negative eight or like just super loud, but they're still going to be all the same volume as everything else in the library or, uh, in on the DSPs. So I think that's another discussion that we have to have here, which is about loudness. Um, yes, let's talk about that. But before I talk about loudness, let me talk about normalization. Mm. Don't use it. Don't use normalization for the most part. You don't need to normalize tracks. A lot of people think, oh, that's the magic button. I'll, uh, it doesn't matter how good, high or low I'll play this. I'll just normalize everything before I start fixing. You have any thoughts on that? What do you mean, normalizing like the individual audio regions? Yeah, or just the entire audio region. You can just normalize the whole thing, and it just you know it it really can change the sound and the and the the volume and everything of the well. Of the, well, of if the you're sound. yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, if you're normalizing like audio regions, it's going to change the amount of gain that you're feeding into the, like into your plugins if you have any on the on the channel right. and stuff like that. Then Don't you're going to get that. really yeah. Use use your controls that you have. Use EQ. Use panning. Use all these things. I've been teaching mixing this past few weeks and talking about eq and panning and how important they are versus volume only and uh sometimes that's this isn't a mixing class but let's move on to onto uh volume mm. and luffs and dbs now i have never been a luffs person i've been a db a db person so i'll just talk about what i do with dbs and you can tell me how that compares with what you do with luffs because people ask me this all the time how many luffs are you using i'm like isn't that like a softener? I don't know. <laughs> do you mean like do you fabric mean, softener? Luffs? By DBs, do you know. mean like a RMS, like the old uh, the old way of uh, measuring it? Well, all I can do is show you what is on my screen. Okay. Um, when I'm when I'm working in Logic, I'm working with this down here, right? Um, I'm working with DBs. This is DBs down here. Uh, maybe it's because I have it set to DBs. Or if I open up my <clears throat> this, I have this set to um, 0.2, minus 0.2 dBs and minus 0.7 threshold right now, mm -hmm. right? Are, are you using LUFS in that situation? Yeah, well, Ozone, like you can you can get, uh, you can have Ozone display LUFS or RMS. Um, uh, it, it, you, you can have that the output readout. Uh, you can, there's, there's options there. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not a, I'm not like a, you know, an expert on all the technicalities. Uh, LUFS stands for loudness units, full scale, I think. 
Um, and it's kind of like an, a more integrated way, I think, of, of measuring the like the overall loudness of the of the track. Yeah. Um, and generally, when you know li- libraries or uh, you know DSPs, they they'll have like the, those targets uh, for you, or, the, or everything is kind of you know LUFS is like the new it's like the new the standard measurement, I guess um, yeah, you could yes. say. So um, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of know. I just you know, usually aim for, for 12, if I'm sending it to Artlist and they'll, and they'll bring it up a little bit louder if they want. Uh, or sometimes I think actually they ask for negative 14. I can't remember. Um, but lots of, that's lots of headroom. Um, a really loud mix would be like, you know, negative eight or negative seven or something. Um, and maybe if I'm doing some like, you know, high energy hip hop stuff, I, I can send like a really loud mixed emotion ray and they'll still, normalize it to some extent too i think we don't have to get into the into like super technical um detail here but i think the like if you remember back in the audio jungle days there was like loudness wars you know like there was some tracks which were obscenely loud they really didn't have much dynamic range um and i think that that's just something to be aware of i mean you can like i i feel like i can kind of hear this on motion array too sometimes like i think that they they kind of standardize uh, the, the volume on s- to some extent. I'm not totally sure, um, but I hear sometimes I hear mixes and people are just smashing it. Like it's just like a really, really uh, like you can tell like they put they put a lot of limiting uh, on the track. There's just not a lot of dynamic range at all. Um, I don't think, at least in my experiences, there's never really been a correlation in terms of like how hard I'm I'm like driving the the limiter and and my sales. Like I've, I've actually uploaded a, a, a couple tracks that are very, very, I, I think it, it really is like loudness is not the answer to, to, to getting uh, more sales or to more traction on libraries. Um, I, I'm fully comfortable with sending them like very dynamic mixes and, and people respond uh, to the music regardless of the, of the, of the volume. I think that's just something that I wanted to, I think we, to speak on. we both get a lot of people who send us mixes and we can hear one mix is very comfortable where we usually listen to everything and then one mix is just slammed Mm -hmm. i mean it's just looks like a looks like a block of audio there's no dynamics in it now it might be very aggressive music but still even aggressive music doesn't have to look like a brick wall across the whole the whole you know final wave or whatever we're talking about but it's important to know that um in this a lot of times i will pull down my threshold and but my threshold still only usually i feel like if i have to come down more than minus six on my threshold then i am just having to crush it then i am not loud enough my gain of everything is is not loud enough Mm -hmm. Uh, or it's if it's too loud and i'm going down that high and i have to pull it up because it's too loud then everything is too loud you know what i mean there is a there are there are markers to me in it, and once you get used to whatever software you're using, you'll see those. You'll hear it. You'll you'll feel it that you're you're going too far with your with your mastering. You're you're squashing it too much, and you'll feel the life go out of it. And I think things like ozone are very helpful in listening to what you're doing and giving you some suggestions. And I've only used, I only use ozone, the light version. Yeah. And sometimes I will use ozone because and I've heard other engineers say this ozone has a lovely, um, uh, what do you call ultra maximizer? It's a, um, what do you, what's another name for it? Um, yeah, that has a maximizer in it. The limiter. It's got a lovely limiter on it that is nice and soft. It's not really harsh. 
And so when it puts that maximizer thing on it, it's not going to kill it. It's going to make it s still sound very nice and warm and, and, and it's in its squashing. <laughs> it's going to squash nicely. So um, I, I will sometimes use these two and I'll put ozone on it to get a more aggressive mix to just get a little bit more of more everything, as I said in my blog in my thing the other day. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, ozone, it, ozone is 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 also really great for you know for folks like us who are not like you know we're not mastering engineers. We we just yeah. write music and we're trying to make the music sound as 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 good as it can as as it can possibly be without having to to jump through too many hoops. And I, I, ozone knows that um, they they're trying to make it. Uh, is as accessible to the uh, to the average composer as possible, and they have something called the mastering assistant built right into the software, which basically is you know like you can you can have your target um, platform, like you can have a like a target uh, range for streaming or CDs or whatever, and you could tell Ozone if you want yeah. like a heavy like handed master or if you want a light master or like you know w in terms of where the limiters or uh, the the threshold is going to be set. Um, and it just does it for you. You can, you can, and it does a, an amazing job. I mean, uh, Dave Croft was telling me about, one. yeah, it was, he was telling me about how, uh, Ozone 10's like mastering assistant is just, is just next level. It's, it's amazing. Um, I've used the, the mastering assistant occasionally in Ozone 9 and get great results with that too. Um, sometimes, like, sometimes it does. We, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. If you've not used Ozone before, the mastering assistant listens to the mix for you and mm -hmm. adjusts everything. Yeah. That's yeah. what that does. Yeah, which is nice, you know, for for someone who doesn't want to get like you know super super technical. I mean, you could just go down the rabbit hole with with mastering, and it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's why they give you presets. That's why they give you the mastering assistant, so you can get a sense of maybe a start starting place, mm -hmm. and then just tweak from there. You know, because we are not at music engineering. All we can do is have our ears and make sure we are used to hearing a certain sound and then go with that and as kind of my last word on mastering it, it's just exactly what steve said earlier which was you know a, a, just a final light um editing that you're doing to to just the, the final mix that you've already got good you've already got the final mix you've got it the way you want it mm -hmm. and then you're adding on just this final layer of making sure that everything is volume wise good and eq good and um, maybe a little spatial stuff uh, good. Other than that, you don't need to be really spending a day on mastering a song. You know, it oh needs to be a final quick pro uh, I can master in, in less time than it takes to listen to the entire song. So yeah. that's how long it should take you to master a song is five minutes or three minutes or whatever. Yeah, I usually just listen to the the track with the master applied and then it's like i'm like it's like it's good to go on to on to yeah. the next track it's it's Pretty it's much. not uh, something i i spend too much time uh worrying about especially with everything else that's going on i got too many other things that are uh pulling at me so i gotta i gotta do quick masters and uh i try to you know preserve some uh, some natural dynamics i'm always preaching uh that especially if you're working on like softer music like you know folky acoustic or cinematic stuff don't crank don't crank that uh the, the limiter man you're you're gonna you're gonna squash the life out of your track Give us some dynamic range <laughs> to enjoy with our ears yeah. that's what we like yeah 
could it could work so some some yep. cases heavy metal some hip-hop I, I do some pretty heavy-handed uh compression mastering sometimes but uh yeah for the most part i just like i try to club music keep it chill it's club music or stuff yeah like edm that totally yeah. totally yeah so that's cool. uh those are my final thoughts and uh, i guess we'll leave it there yep everybody thanks for listening to our our rambling about mastering and if i hope this has helped in some ways and not hurt in any way <laughs> but find the whether it's ozone whether it's the waves mastering package whether it's some other kind of mastering chain that that work that comes with your daw find the thing that works for you keep it as simple as possible that makes a, a nice sounding final sound and then just keep that and and don't don't reinvent the wheel every time you have to master us finish a song exactly um, exactly get that process down yeah so. couldn't have said it better myself that is exactly my thoughts on it as well all right everybody have a great week this week and we will see you next time absolutely thanks, so much. thanks, for, thanks for listening guys i'm watching yeah see you. bye Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.